The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight, Jeff Shannon. Well, here it is, another Sunday. That means Sumner County Spotlight. I'm your host, Jeff Shannon, and it's just fantastic to have you hanging with us because we got a great show lined up for you. We've got somebody new in here. You might know her. You might have heard of her. Her name's Zoe Green. She is the epitome of Sumner County. <laughs> she is the new director of tourism here in Sumner County. Zoe, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely. So I guess, you know, like I said, you have been with tourism for a while. Yes. Yeah, so I started in January of 2022, and I've had interesting track record there from intern to sales to marketing and now executive director. So I've done it all. Right. So you have a working knowledge of what's going on in there, which yeah. really helps, I think. Oh, absolutely. I can't imagine if I had come in blind and not known anything at all, that would have been really a lot of pressure. Well, you know it. You know with all the, the pressures that you're going to get anyway, yeah. just with the with the job and everything that goes on here in Sumner County. You know, our, our good buddy, what's his name? Barry Young. Yeah, yes. that guy. Barry yes. Young did such a great job. Oh, yes. And he was so amazing to work for. Mm-hmm. And he has taught me so much that is useful to me every day. Well, he's he's good and he's you know, very personable. And I think it was amazing how he was everywhere. Oh, he <laughs> was everywhere. And if there was a microphone, there was a Barry. This was his specialty right here. Yeah, well, former radio guy, you know, oh, he's, yeah. you know. We, we love a microphone. <laughs> so give us some background, I guess, a little history of, you know, where you came from. and Yeah, so I am from Gallatin. I've lived there most all of my life, and I went to Gallatin High School. And after that, I went to Ball State, and I just got a general studies associate's degree, and then I moved to Murfreesboro and went to MTSU and got my degree in tourism and hospitality management. And I focused in event planning when I was there. And I learned all kinds of things there, all about hotels and how they operate. And that has been really helpful knowledge. You know, at the time I was, when I was in school, I was like, oh, I don't care about these hotels. And now I'm like, this has helped me so Mm -hmm. much. So that has been such a huge asset, just having that knowledge of tourism. And it's been great. So how did you find it? Initially, how did you find the job here at Summer County? So what's funny is I'd actually posted. So my senior year, I had to have an internship full time. And I had posted in Hip Gallatin or Hip Hendersonville. And everybody was like call Mr. Sumner County, call Mr. Sumner County, which is Barry. And so I had reached out to Barry and we set up an interview and I went in and it was so funny because we interviewed and it was great. And I did not hear from him. I didn't hear from him for months. So I had gone and was like trying to find an internship just because I hadn't heard from him. And then the Friday before it was supposed to start, he called me and was like, hey, you're coming in on Tuesday, right? And I was like, heck yes, I am. So it was almost a missed opportunity, and I'm glad that it all worked out. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I guess there's so much going on all the time. And as as people know, uh, here in Sumner County, we're growing so fast. Right. And it's a, it's become a destination, mm-hmm. you know, sports, you know, especially here in Hendersonville. Right. They are just doing you know, a bang-up job bringing these, these tournaments in, and we got concerts, and we've just... 
endless amounts of things right. and you have to take all of that on. Right. <laughs> and it's, you know, having that knowledge of living here and, you know, knowing what's here has been really helpful as well. Um, but it's, it's a lot and it's, we have a lot of cities and a lot of attractions that we, you know, have to focus on and it's a, really hard to narrow that down sometimes. Sure. Well, I mean, your calendar. Oh, <laughs> got to have this huge calendar up there and go, oh, my gosh, right. you got to plan so far in advance, you know. Right. And so our event calendar is like our Bible, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. what's going on, what's happening. And so we're always constantly just trying to stay up to date with what's going on. And that's very challenging. Sure. In addition to managing the office and doing everything you do internally, I think a lot of people don't realize all the things you do outside of the office. Right. I mean, you got to travel. You have to wine and right. dine people in a certain way. So tell everybody kind of what your job entails. So we go to a lot of travel shows. So at these shows, we're trying to attract group tours to come to Sumner County. And this will be about 50 people who will get on a motor coach bus and they Mm -hmm. will come through Sumner County and stay in our hotels. And I think something that gets misunderstood a lot in tourism is how much money they are spending in our local shops. That's something like we have local businesses who are like, thank you for bringing these buses here. So a lot of that group travel goes on. We are constantly going to learning seminars. You know, we're members with the Southeast Tourism Society, and I have worked for the last two years to get my TMP certification, which is Tourism Marketing Professional. So I have one more year left of that. So we're furthering our education and making connections with people from all over the Southeast constantly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you're something you you have to keep up with. Oh, yeah. And and in regards to those big tours, the mayors really love the sales tax. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Keep it coming. Yes, absolutely. Uh, So that's something that's misunderstood a lot is the sales tax that comes from tourism as well, just because we look at the hotel motel tax, which is really great. But then that sales tax as well is just great, too. Now, a lot of people think, well, well, the tourism, they're they're just they're part of Sumner County government. But that's not the case, right? Um, So we are a nonprofit and we are funded by the government and we're but we're specifically funded by the hotel motel tax. So for the previous fiscal year, we brought in $1.5 million and we received about half of that for our budget. Okay. So the county gets to keep the other half for whatever purposes they have. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever they want to do. Right. Then you start dealing, uh, you know, with government. And right. anytime you do that, it's, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. I just got to right. say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with all the things in your job, I mean, how often are you actually traveling out of state? Um, I would say probably one to two times like quarterly okay it's not super off i would say you know probably i'm probably gone maybe four or five six times a year and then my sales manager is gone at these sales shows trying to sell the group tours and Mm -hmm. things like that so we're gone not super often because it's important that we're here most Mm -hmm. of the time sure but there are times where we need to be gone and there's things that we have to learn outside of the office well i know i've done you know many conventions and things like that where you go and they're they're learning seminars and it's just great to have plus networking right that's the valuable part if you making those connections can help you later on down the road absolutely i have made so many connections with people from all across the southeast it's insane some of my best friends and best partners are in alabama and you know it's like i would have never met these people otherwise unless i had gone to these conventions so how many of you work down there in the office now um there is five of us we've spent most of this year partially staffed but we have officially 
filled those positions, and now we are a five-person team. Well, give them shout-outs. Let, oh, them, let yeah, everybody so, know who they are. Yeah, so Kelly Dickey is our executive assistant. She has been there for 17 years. She wow. is the queen bee. That's what we call her. Mama Kelly, too. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. You know, she is such an amazing asset. I could not do what I do without her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Sue Morrison. She's kind of worked on and off part-time, but now she's come on full-time. She's our engagement coordinator, so she really works with partnering with our businesses and our community to get the community involved and understanding what we're doing, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then I just hired Mason Denning. He's from Portland as our marketing manager, okay. and he has really hit the ground running, and we're excited to watch him grow in this new position. And then we hired Maddie Lewis. She is also from Sumner County. She went to Beach High School, and she is our new sales manager, so she'll be the one. We're training her and prepping her to go to these group tour sales shows. Okay. So we're excited to see how they grow. You know, it's 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 funny that, you know, one person really can't run this operation. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't imagine doing what you're doing and have, right. you know, especially if you get short staff. Because, you know, people are going to leave. I mean, right. that's just inevitable that you're going to run into that. But when that happens, ugh, everybody's got to pick up the slack and run right. with it. So I know it's, it's, it's really hard for you. Right. I spent the first two months of my new job or my new position as director, I spent that. We were two people down, so I was still doing the marketing. Everybody was kind of helping with sales, and it was crazy, and it was chaotic, and it was challenging to get everything done, and thankfully we did, but it was hard Mm -hmm. to continue to learn my new job while I'm having to do my old job because marketing, if we're not doing marketing, it's like we're not doing anything. (laughs) Exactly. That's the thing people don't realize. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can't just sit up uh, there and wave at people and think business is going to come your way. Right. You really got to get out there and talk to a lot of people. Absolutely. Now, what kind of people are you dealing with in government? I have board members who are county commissioners oh, okay. and the mayor. They're on the board. Your board of directors. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. And the mayor ha- sits on my board. We just, you know, we collaborate a lot and we meet every month. We've met a lot often just because I'm settling in, but we work with them quite often. And we had a lot of new commissioners come in. Yeah. Absolutely. So are a lot of these uh, new folks or? Um, they were placed on the board, I think, in September, okay. I want to say. So they're fairly new and they're learning and they've been great wanted to learn about tourism so it's been pretty good it's good if you can get them to see your vision right right <laughs> you know, and and unless they have their vision and you have to see it their right. way kind of deal i mean right. it's the board i guess but i think a lot of these the board of directors and i'm just saying this you know personally they have no idea right what goes on right you know they just see the stuff you're talking about but mm-hmm. if they just let you alone let you do the job Right. Things will get done. Yeah. So we're, you know, it's my job to educate them. So I'm constantly like, hey, this is what we're doing. This is what we're working on. Because a lot of the things that we do is, you know, it's future planning. And sometimes that's hard to see at face value Mm -hmm. until you understand that there's going to be a big impact in the future. So a lot of it's future planning and talking and networking with people. So that's sometimes hard to explain. Well, and the fact that Sumner County is just, I mean, it is, you know how it is growing like crazy. Mm -hmm. The the amount of people wanting to live here because it's a a great place to live. You You get out of that downtown stuff and you come up here and you can breathe. Right. And we complain about traffic. Right. (laughs) Right. And you go to other cities, "Ah, this is not traffic. It does get frustrating. Right. And a question that I'm plagued with a lot is, well, why would anybody want to come here? Why would it, you know, and that's from locals. They're like, why would anybody want to come here? And we rank in 2021, we ranked 14 out of 95 counties in the state of Tennessee, which is pretty impressive, you know, for visitor spending. So 
Uh, that's pretty impressive. You know, we have this big body of water out here, this yes. little pond out here that we that would have that loves to attract people. Yeah. And celebrities. You yeah. know, they, they love the lake. Old so. Hickory Lake. <laughs> yeah. Claim to fame. <laughs> so up to this date, this is a hard question. Okay. What's the greatest thing you've learned up to this point? To be patient. <laughs> You have to be, absolutely. So patience is something, you know, I've always struggled with. Patience is something I've really been taught lately is, you know, be strategic and be careful and watch every, pay attention to the details and be patient. Right. That's something I've learned. I don't know if they teach us in in college, but it's called multitasking. Right. (laughs) Right. You know, you've got to do that quite a bit. Oh, yeah. I'm all over the place. Some days I'm, it's like, I don't even know what happened today because I was so many places, you know, doing so many different things. Yeah. And everything starts running together. But, oh, yeah. you know, it, it is something that because of the position that it is and, you know, the impact that tourism right. has on our county, you know, you got you got your job cut out for you. That's for right, sure. For you know? sure. We're going to take a break here shortly, but start thinking about some of the things that we've got coming up. You know, you got your calendar set up. We'll let everybody know ahead of time, yeah. you know, what's what's going on with that and, you know, things that are happening. Now, do you all have a Sumner County Tourism magazine? Yes. Yeah, so we send out a visitor's guide. Oh, visitor, we, that's right. Yeah, we create that every year and really focus on what our main attractions are in that guide. And everything else is on the website. But... It is a work in progress. You know, it is a, it's a load to try to understand and find everything that is in the county to promote. Mm-hmm. So it is a monster to deal with, but it is my favorite brochure that we send out. It is amazing. Yeah. And with all the historic monuments we have and right. buildings and things like that and attractions that it's just, it's a great attractant. I think people right. like to get away from, you know, all the stuff that hustle and bustle downtown and right. come out here in the country, if you will. Right. It kind of is right. and have a, a, a unique wedding or a, a meeting or a conference or something like that. Yeah. So we try to highlight all of the things from all around the county, but it's hard, you know, there's, oh, sure. cause there is so much. Yeah. But you know, we're, fo- we focus a lot on come here and make memories, come here and relax escape get into nature so those are a lot of things that we highlight and try to focus on well it's it's definitely a a good attractant so hey we're talking to zoe green here the new director of tourism here in sumner county so uh stick around guess what we got more coming right here sumner county spotlight thanks for listening to sumner county spotlight a weekly public affairs program heard each and every sunday right here on whin or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com if you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. Okay, we're back with Sumner County Spotlight, continuing our conversation right here with Zoe Green, the new director of tourism, brand new. <laughs> and she is taking the bull by the horns, and she's kind of just trying to tackle this beast because that's kind of like what it is. It's a big machine. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, we were talking about the, the tourism guide, yeah. which is, I think, a big deal because mm-hmm. you send that all every place. So it goes to the welcome centers across Tennessee. Phillips Distributing, they kind of distribute it just various places, hotels just all kinds of places. And then we distribute them all throughout the county for anybody who wants them and things like that. And within that guide, we do ad sales. And so we encourage our local attractions to place their ads 
in our guide just to get their name out there sure. because there's a lot of traffic that's going to see that they fly off the shelves at the welcome centers that's something that we hear a lot they're always asking for mm. more and calling back for more so getting being in those welcome centers people are stopping in those all day long sure. 24 hours a day yeah well you know the chambers you provide that to them and yeah. everything else but i you know it's just anything that people might be looking for right. they can find in the guide you know your hotels restaurants anything right and locals are using them constantly you know, and you know, I know some of the chambers use them as when people are looking to move here too. They'll mm-hmm. also give them the visitors guide because it's a little more of a fun. Whenever like chamber members, some of them are like people you need, but then we offer the people that are fun, like and that's specifically what sure, we focus yeah, on yeah. the fun things to do. Well, and you got so many people that are moving here and have no idea what there is to do, you know. And you have all of these events coming up. Oh yeah, all kinds of. And them. what's the next one coming up? So I think the next one is going to be the Sumner Fest. That's Saunders Ferry Park, right. which is so much fun. We love the hot air balloons. Those those are like a fan favorite. Everybody loves our pictures from Sumner Fest. So I think what we need to do, okay, is the tourism needs to buy one of those hot air balloons <laughs> and 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 recruit Barry Young to come in and he can run that, go up and down and do the tethered yeah. rides. And, yeah. You know, he, <laughs> He's got the personality for yeah. it, for sure. He'd be up there, I'm scared to death. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, he would be a hoot if we put him up in a air, hot air um, balloon. Yeah, so we we have, you know, Summerfest coming up. And then um, you guys, have, every year you probably have some of the same things like the Irish Festival, the, right. s- the Scottish Highlands Games, and yeah. things of that nature. Yeah. So, yeah, the Middle Tennessee Highland Games is coming September 9th and 10th in Saunders Ferry Park. So that is one of the most impressive events that I have seen lately, just the people that come out for that. And, you know, a lot of people my age don't know about the events that go on here. And even my friends are like, what's up with that Middle Tennessee Highland Games? So it's something that truly attracts all kinds of people. What kind of things do they do there? I've never Um, been. I mean, I should have, but... You know, they play their music and they play their Celtic games and things like that. It's really interesting to immerse yourself in that culture. It's it's just very interesting to watch and just... Do they do that, like the log rolling and the... You know, they throw the logs and do all those manly games. Um, probably. I'm not. <laughs> <Axe throwing. laughs> yeah, probably so. I'm not 100% sure. There's so much that's going on oh, there. It's I hard know. to just like focus in on one thing. Yeah. So it's really impressive. And we will be releasing our Irish festival date in the next month or so. And now, the one thing I never did see, you know, when Barry was, I don't think he ever wore a kilt. <laughs> he should have. <laughs> <laughs> but you have, who, who do you, you have Mason in yes. your office now? Yeah. He you needs tell him, one. Say, you got to have a kill. You got to have a kill. That's a job requirement. I should have put that on the job description. <laughs> and we take lots of video and pictures. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but for you know, main things going on for the rest of the summer is a lot of different cities and organizations do like summer concert series. You know, Rock Castle and the Streets of Indian Lake, and in Portland and in White House and in Gallatin. So that's something that's really mm-hmm. awesome just to engage with the community. And those are some of my favorite nights. You know, just a summer night with good music and yeah. fun for everyone. And you know, I th- the thing that I just recently realized is how well attended farmers markets are oh yeah you know people will travel i mean just to come to like here at the streets of any lake we have this farmer's market they have the peaches they get these peaches from somewhere but these things are amazing yes farmers markets are i have seen that there's a huge increase in visitor spending in those farmers markets so that is something that is really impressive yeah 
I mean, it's just anything you can do to keep people busy. And they're always looking for things to do. And right. uh, they, that's a great thing to do, you know, especially on a Saturday. And hopefully the, the weather holds out. Right. You know. So let me ask you this. It just came across my mind. Are we looking at any new hotels moving to the area? I believe that there are two hotels right now who are under contract. They okay. have not broken ground yet. Okay. We just did get one new hotel in Gallatin. I think that's the Comfort Inn, if I'm not mistaken. That could be wrong. We're hoping to get more and more hotels. Well, you know, going to have to. to yeah. house all these people. <laughs> yeah, for a lot of our sports tournaments, we don't even have enough rooms to hold them all. Which yeah. you know is that's crazy. You know, you know that you, so you many think. people are coming. So yeah. we are hoping for new hotels. But I know right now there's about two that are you know okay. we've been told about. Well, like I said, you know, especially the cities, they're going to love that the tax yeah. revenue that they get, yeah. and of course that's good for you guys. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and so yeah, the visitor spending ends up saving each household I, in 2021. The number was eighty nine dollars in local taxes and a hundred and nine dollars in state taxes, which is just insane. Mm-hmm. You know, that's money that you get to save just by visitors coming and leaving and you know spending their money. Sure, jumping into this job. And I would just, while you were talking earlier, I just said, wow, can you imagine somebody just, they had hired from outside somewhere else and them walking in and going, okay, here you go. Right, <laughs> it's like, right. but I, you already had that. And, you know, Barry has helped us create partnerships with like the Tennessee Department of Tourist Development. So I have good relationships with them where I'm able to just call them and say, hey, can you help me with this? Or can you answer this question? Or can you connect me to someone who can help me with this? And I cannot even imagine if I didn't have that. You know, if I was, you know, the new kid on the block and Mm. was just came in and was like, hey, and they're like, they don't really know you and they don't know your personality. So that's always hard. Yeah. Well, too, and you've been in it hardly any time yet. I mean, as in your current position. So. I think, you know, people got to give you a chance, oh, you know, to do do what you got to do yeah. and do that. And do you get any state funding? Um, so we get grants from the Tennessee okay. Department of Tourist Development. So there's just various different things. So we you have to do for. all that writing, the yeah. grant writing process. Yeah. Oh, I know that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They actually make it really simple and okay. they, you know, do webinars. I had one this morning for a grant that's coming soon. So that grant writing is can be challenging, but they are there to help no matter what. So mm-hmm. they'll help guide you right through it. Yeah, that's great. Now, uh, because, you know, tourism is a nonprofit, mm-hmm. do you do fundraisers? I mean, you have these events that come in that you're doing. Right. And that's kind of a source of your fundraising. Right. So we don't really do much fundraising. So like when we have the Irish Festival, we split the cost with Bledsoe for historical mm-hmm. parks. So mm-hmm. or we don't split the cost. We pay for the cost. But what we bring in, we typically give them half of it or, you know, whatever sure. seems appropriate that year. And then that money just kind of circles back and comes back into marketing and things yeah. like that. <laughs> you know, a lot of it's just kind of a more of a reimbursement for all that we spent on the event. Yeah. So. yeah. You know, because you guys do have costs, I guess, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, you have your, your office, which is out there on Gallatin Road there where right. the Comer Barn yeah. area there, which is, I guess, owned by the Rogers Group. Yes. You got a great deal being yeah. there, but oh, yeah. it's still, you got a building that old? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I um, couldn't imagine the constant and old and, you know, constant maintenance, that's yeah. for sure, with, you know, the old pipes and the old air conditioning and, <laughs> you know, we have fuses. We don't have electrical box. We have fuses. I'm like, oh yeah, those little glass things. And yeah, <laughs> I just stay away. I'm like, yes. we're going to call the professionals. Like, I'm not shocked myself to death today i couldn't imagine even mowing that property oh my gosh no i cannot either i cannot imagine that that's horrible even taking the trash out to walk you know like oh crap i gotta take time to walk to the trash can (laughs) you know that's like a half a mile down the street yeah yeah so you know having a, a cool building like that because it 
you know, is, I guess, historic. It's been around right. a long time. And we won't get into the Comer Barn thing because that's a whole new you know, <laughs> bag of weeds right there. But yeah. it's it's such a beautiful property. Oh, yeah. And there's so much that could be done with it. And uh-huh. I don't know what the county, uh, what they're thinking. Uh, you just going to let it sit there and rot and, right. you know, go into oblivion. I, I just don't know. But hopefully we'll see a light on that sometime soon. Yeah, it is such a beautiful property. I mean, you just don't want to see it fall apart. It's so beautiful. And people are constantly asking, coming in and asking, what is this place? You know? So it's such an asset, and it's so beautiful, and it sits really pretty on that road, too, when you're coming into Gallatin on the main street. Well, what a great place to do a venue. Oh, I I know. Heck, yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't see that happening, though. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but... Yeah, we have we have to rally up some commissioners, I think. <laughs> yeah. I wish it could be a venue, but that I can't even imagine what we would have to do if we made it a venue. Oh. Mhm. We'd probably need about five more people to help out. <laughs> well, I, you know, there's just there's great things coming in Sumner County. You you got a a, a big game to tackle here. Right. If you got the great staff and you guys have that synergy and you have that working energy, right. there's just a lot that, that can be done. Absolutely. And we have, this is a passion project for everybody in the office. They are so passionate about what they do and bring in visitor spending to Sumner County. And so we're working every angle trying to figure out how we can get more and more and more constantly. So what's the process if, let's say, if you wanted to create um, another big event, kind of like right. the Irish Festival or something else you want to add to the list? I mean, So you got to find what best time of the year where if there's a time of the year that we're lacking a festival, maybe we can look into that. And, you know, booking a venue is number one. And then we have a lot of contacts with in the music industry and, you know, things like that. So we have a long list of people who we can call, but we're constantly looking for new people. You know, we have the songwriters competitions. So sometimes we'll even reach out to some of the people who are competitors of that and say, hey, like you want to perform for us. Sure. So even that is a great connection to the music industry. Well, and and really it is. And this area has such a a gigantic history in in the music business. And more and more things are are coming to town. But I I would love to see more Mm -hmm. music-related things, even, you know, historic museums to document the history of music here in Sumner County. I mean, it's just, it's something that really has to be preserved. Absolutely. I wish we could capitalize a little bit more on how Johnny Cash lived here. Mm -hmm. That's something that we struggle with just because, you know, that's hard you know yeah, he was he's yeah. a big name well, you know the oak ridge boys have been here for yeah. geez residents forever right and you know they're they're, they're kind of getting young <laughs> <laughs> they keep thinking they're getting younger, but you know, yeah. you know, I just there's just so many great things I think to be done yeah. to draw tourists here. You yeah. know, when Twitty City was here, I mean right. that was a major draw. Oh yeah, and in Hendersonville, one of the major draws is, and you'd be surprised how many people come from all over the world to see Johnny and June's grave. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. They'll come just to see that. Yeah, so we take all our groups there too, yeah. and they're just amazed. And you know, Twitty City, you know, now that it's Huckabee is great. We're we're getting calls all the time, like. Huckabee, we need recommendations. So, you know, that's great. But Twitty City back, you know, years ago was just, oh, my gosh. My grandmother was actually worked in the gift shop whenever it was Twitty City. And mm-hmm. so I spent my whole life running around that property. And it's just such an amazing asset. Well, it's we just got to get Taylor 
you got to get oh. Taylor to create a Swift City. I know. I've been, like, telling everybody at work, I'm like, I'm about to blow up her DMs. Like, I am coming for you, Taylor. Please call me. Yes. I mean, <laughs> like, help a girl out. <laughs> I you know? know. I mean, she's done a lot here for, you know, Hendersonville, for right. the schools and things like that and the parks and things of, of that nature. But, you know, I, I think it would be great to have a some kind of events, you know, a venue right. that she can get involved with. And, right. you know, she probably would jump on it. Yeah, and she's she's a little busy right now. A little but, bit. You know, she's very impressive, and she has impressed me a lot with, you know, her career path and what she, her tour right now is just insane. Mm-hmm. I don't know how she doesn't fall over dead by the third night. <laughs> yeah. And I just, it's impressive, and I wish that we could find a way to just get her here and to help us out, you know. Well, you know, Scott, her dad, is mm-hmm. really on board with, with a lot of that, and, he, you know, he's he's a money man. He, he's got right. the numbers in his head, so right. he, he kind of knows, you know, things that are going on great so and they'll never have to work again so yeah well and we benefit for just her being in nashville i mean our may occupancy tax was significantly higher than the previous year because yeah. she was here and some of the hotels in nashville were a little unaffordable and yeah full too i'm sure, sure. so yeah, yeah. we had a lot of overflow from that which was yeah, great that, that, that is awesome we're talking with zoe green she is our brand new director of tourism here in sumner county and she's got her job cut out for her but i, I feel great things and you know you got the <laughs> Great, the great folks working with you. So onward and upward. Yes, absolutely. Good. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right. Listen, we're going to take another break. We'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. Hey, we're back with Sumter County Spotlight with your host, Jeff Shannon. Um, I've had to bring in a roads expert. I know everybody's always talking about roads and, you know, what's happening with them. So you got to bring in the main feller right here and that Toby Ellis, our Sumter County Road Superintendent right here. Toby, thanks for coming in. Thank you, Jeff, for having me. Well, let me tell you, the last few days you guys have been slammed. <laughs> we have been. Uh, the last, I think it's the last seven weekends in a row, we've worked every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night getting trees out of the roadway. The storms that have been coming through just haven't been your small-time regular storms. We've had three to four-inch rainfalls almost every weekend. Me and uh, the county dispatcher are very close personal friends, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So we get a lot of calls in the middle of the night, early in the morning. We're responsible for that. You know, the the 800 plus miles of roadway that we're over. I mean, if a tree goes down, it's blocking a lane or two that we're, we're out there getting it out of the road so people can go, go to school, go to, go to work, whatever the day has planned for them. Well, let me tell you, you, you know, the winds are, are up there when you have these big metal signs, like on 386, that just collapse. They just yes. fold in half. And I've right. seen a few of them here lately where the, the wind just pushes them right in half. That's yeah. that's some serious wind. You know, on my way here, we had 80-mile-an-hour winds, and just the other day, trees were down everywhere. And so, I mean, I'm talking about the 100-year-old trees that we've looked at for a long time. Yeah. So we're we're kind of struggling on that. We've got a lot of brush pickup. So what happens, our, our process is when we get the calls, we come in, we clear out the roadways, and then our brush trucks go out and cut them up and get them get them out of the right of way see i think a lot of people don't really realize that that roads is responsible for that and right. y'all would think public works or somebody but you, you, right. you're actually handling all that well one thing i did my first week in office i brought the brush pickup back and i've got a lot of positive response from the the citizens throughout the county for bringing that back because it's a major need 
Well, it definitely is. And, and you see piles, you know, in the city, like especially in Hendersonville, I'll see piles all over the place. And I guess people just take their, their limbs and such and put it out there, and they have a certain schedule. They'll come and pick it up. But the county, uh, has is that something they have to subscribe to? Or is no, this part of that? Uh, everybody in the county has one free brush pickup. You know, if it's a storm, if it's an act of God, something comes through, then we don't charge them from going back if they've already had okay. one pickup. But if it's... If it's something that they've cut up in their yard and brought out there, you know, mm-hmm. after one one pickup, they get charged seventy five dollars, and that's we're hoping to break even on that and just kind of pay our, our fuel costs to get right. out there. So. Sure. Well, and there's a lot of people doing that. <laughs> that's we have right. A, we have a lot of shrubbery and trees around we Sumner do. County. We do. You know, when I talk to people throughout the county, they say, "Oh, I didn't know you did that." We do the brush pickup. We do the paving, the patching. We clean the ditches. We di- dig the ditches. We do the storm work, the guardrail, the striping. I mean, we're uh, we're a very active bunch, no, no, no doubt. Well, just keeping up with, like, especially some of the, the ditches on either side of the roads sometimes, yes. those things get clogged like crazy, they do, do they not? They do. Now, you, you guys would actually go in, if, if you have a driveway that has the, the pipe underneath, you would clear right. that out for them? Oh, yeah. Oh, and, wow. And we've been doing that this whole week. We've had crews out that's cleaning the culverts, checking them, making sure that water, there's good flow for water. Mm-hmm. Because the main thing, if you if you keep the water out of the roadways, it's it's safe for the general public. Absolutely. Now, have you been working with the Corps at all um, about, you know, since we had so much rain here lately? Right. Is there any talk about that, maybe having to drain the dam a little bit? or No, I haven't talked to them. I've, I've talked to them about some of the creek right-of-ways right. around okay. my bridges. Mm-hmm. They've helped me with some permitting to be able to get in the creek to get some debris out and stuff that's stopping up the water flow going under the bridges. And so mm-hmm. we've been working uh, this last week. We, uh, we cleared out, I would say, probably 10 or 15 bridges to where big debris had gotten under it and you just have to go the proper channels with with t-deck and make sure you've got the proper permit right. well the one that comes to mind just offhand is long hollow and and lower station camp that bridge right there at the douglas clark house i mean you know in the past i mean that when that thing floods i mean it fills up that entire parking lot <laughs> it's oh, yeah. crazy oh yeah it is. and now they've they've expanded it a little bit because i guess they were going to go across underneath the bridge and but i think that's changed a little bit but right is that would be a major issue i guess if that thing flooded too much oh yeah it would and we and the thing is is that you know you have the infrastructure throughout the county and 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 the cities as well that your infrastructure is designed for normal amounts of water and when you're getting like we've had in the last few weeks three to four inches in less than 30 minutes Mm. There's no infrastructure really designed for that. Mm-hmm. And so that's where you get into the flooding, the water, and the roadway. And it makes a long day for me and the sheriff's department and people worried about when you've got a foot of water in the roadway, you know, you want people to stay in. Now, and I know, I probably know the answer to this, but I know after a flooding like that where a roadway is maybe sitting underwater for a bit, is there an analysis that's done afterwards just to see how the structure is holding up? Uh, we go back, you know, I evaluate the roads and make sure that they're okay, see if there's any repairs that we have to do. But, you know, when we've had major flooding, we go we go back through and, and we know the areas that are the worst case scenarios. Mm-hmm. And we go back and check them and, and clean up debris and where things have washed out in the road and, and, and just clean them up and get them back to where they were and make sure the ditches are clean. And, and so there's there's been times in the last several weeks we were out for several days in certain areas just cleaning up and re-cleaning the ditches out and getting them 
back up to 100%. Yeah, I would seem that would be like a full-time gig doing those ditches. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I've is. seen they get nasty. Yeah, they do. They <laughs> and do. people still throw trash at them. Well, that's one thing that we got, and I know we talked about it the last time I was here, is the litter program we have, and we get a litter grant from the state, and it's it's just a blessing to have. We've got a crew that goes out every day, and we give them a list of where we've gotten calls at and go out and, and pick up, and it's it's wonderful. We I think our group does a really good job with that. I, you know, I feel like we have people that are moving into the area that, you know, it seems like the people that's lived here for a long time, they just don't litter. You know, I've got a trash bag in my car. And yeah, when, I, yeah. when I get out, you know, I throw it in the trash can when I walk in the office. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. I think we're getting people that uh, haven't went through that yet. So I, I just don't get it. It's just, it's been more trash the last three, four years than I've seen in, yeah, in the yeah. last decade. Well, look, look at 386. I mean, that becomes just a garbage dump out there. I mean, I know stuff falls out of trucks and you know yeah. that's going to happen and but you know i've seen the crews out there and they'll, right. they'll go and they'll pick up bags and bags and bags of them and yeah. here a few months ago uh, i don't know if you were working with uh with the cities on this i know here in hendersonville they did a volunteer trash pickup day i think that maybe was the whole county that oh, you guys was. had it that was, it was the whole county and it you had a everywhere. great turnout we had a great turnout. We had several different locations that people could check in. There was uh, businesses, churches, youth groups, and just people, concerned citizens in general, mm-hmm. showing up and getting the proper equipment to go out. And it was tons and tons and tons of litter that was picked up that day. It was a great day. Well, and some of the things you see discarded on the side, you are just you, you go by and you go, Why? Well, I mean, what are you thinking when you just throw a six-pack of bottles out of your well, window, you know I mean? We pick up couches every day. Now, think about that. Couch, <laughs> recliner, yeah, my things God. like that. People just dump them out on a county road, and I'll be riding through, and I'll make the call. And, <laughs> and, and we come out and pick them up and, and take care of it. I'm like, you know, just do the right thing. If you're in construction, you know, tarp your trailers in your truck. That's a big deal because mm-hmm. a lot of this litter is flying out on untarped trailers and just fly, and they don't they don't come back and pick it up. No, in fact, I saw a garbage truck just got on three eighty six, and I was I'm seeing all this. Well, I didn't know it that at the time, but I, I see all this stuff on the road. And then I go up a little bit farther, come over the hill, and I see the, the truck, and the guy was in the back. Apparently, something got open or, or something. But anyway, he was securing it. But I'm right. sure he's not going back to pick up all that stuff. It's too dangerous because it's, right. it's on the, in the road and on the side of the road. But, right. you know. but yeah, you got to run into that kind of thing. But, you, you know, and we were talking earlier about what a great crew and what a great staff you have. Man, I, I love the guys at our department. You know, the county needs to know across the board how good the employees are throughout the county. Mm-hmm. Uh, my department is excellent. I deal with a great, great crew of deputies at the sheriff's department, EMS, EMA. They're just wonderful people to deal with, and yeah. they've got a servant's heart, and they're, they're wanting to serve their community the best way they can. Sure. And it's great when you have that collaboration. Oh, yes. You know, we're, we're teammates. Yeah, and you get on the, on the same program. I think makes things streamlined a lot better. The other night we were out, it was like a, it was a Saturday night and it was one or two o'clock in the morning, you know, and I have deputies calling me trees down somewhere and they're calling me and going, Mr. Toby, we got that tree out on, on Rogue's Fork for you. He says, we've got it out of the roadway. Your brush truck needs to pick it up later. And, oh, awesome. and you know, and they, they're getting out and, and doing something that's above and beyond their job title, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's just because they care and, right. they're, and they know that we would do the same thing for them. 
similar situation. Yeah, because, you know, you find a body laying in the road. you got to just push it off to the side. Yeah, they'll pick it <laughs> <Yeah>. up later. <laughs> what? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, yeah. you're going to find anything out there. But. Oh, you can. I haven't. That hasn't happened yet, and I hope it never does. So what do you think? I mean, just offhand, you might have to think about it, but what, what do you see? What roadway seems to have the most violations? Like in trash and things. I, I call them violations, but, you know, those yeah. problem issues. There's got to be certain roads that are busier than well, others. Well, understandably why, it's your main arteries. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as your state roads, your three. 386, your Highway 25, 109. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of traffic on the on these roads, Gallatin Pike. But for the county, you you get into uh, Highway 52. You know, when you go up 52 and you're going out in the county, it's just really you just almost pick your poison because I mean, <laughs> I've never we hardly ever go to one that doesn't need to be cleaned up. You know, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. but I I guess out there out there by Liberty Creek, no, any of those abandoned well it, the long roads, the long yeah. ones, yes. So they can just do it and not be seen. That's right. Well, a lot of people ask, what about the carcasses? You get the deer, you get the the skunks and things like that. Is that more of an animal control issue that they'll come pick that up or you guys have to do that? We get the deer. Oh. Uh, they're big. Mm-hmm. And uh, our brush truck usually swings through there and picks them up, too. We don't get any calls on small animals. Now, does uh, that have a – they have to – they have a claw, or they have to pick them up. They have manually. a claw. Oh, good. Pick them up. I was going to say, I would not they want do. to pick one of those beasts up. Yeah, they do. Yeah. It, since you've taken office, and yes. I, I know you've learned a lot, yes. and probably a lot of stuff you probably didn't want to learn, but right, it's like part of the job, you know, that kind of thing. Just from talking with you, you've actually established such a great relationship with the government. Part of it, you know, they got your back. They do. We were really excited. The commissioners bought us three new mowers which is definitely going to help mm-hmm. help us with the department because right now we're behind. That's probably my biggest complaint from the citizens right now is getting the right-of-ways mode. And it's it, we started at the same time that they've always started, which is like the first, second week of March. But guess what? It's rained. <laughs> it's rained constant yeah. since then, and the grass has just jumped up. And, you know, I had a guy come by, have you sold the mowers? <laughs> no. No, we have not sold them. <laughs> But instead of, you know, normally this time of year they make one pass, we make two, three passes, really try to clean it up. And I have got every mower that we got to full capacity. Those are those big tractor mowers. Oh, they, yeah. They have the and, f- several blades on the back. Yeah. And, yeah. and so the commission, thankful for them giving us money to go and buy three new mowers, that's going to make us more efficient, get mm-hmm. the work done faster. Mm-hmm. I had three mowers. I still got them, still running them. Two of them are usually broke down every day, but oh, they're, they're 18 years old. Oh, so, wow. I mean, you know, that's the thing. We've got some really old equipment that we work with. I joke with the commissioner sometimes. I said, you know, I've got some equipment from the Reagan administration. <laughs> and uh, I said, we just keep going with it. And so yeah. my greatest job going forward is is to get better equipment. And it, it'll it'll take, you know, it'll take some time to do this over a period of time. Just gradually get better equipment and sure. plan for it and have a capital plan and and work with the commissioners and you know and help the guys get a better pay scale and get that up because we're we're not where we need to be right Right. now and it's a hard job and we're you're listening to toby ellis our summer county roads superintendent right here and we're going to continue our conversation with him and we'll be right back with more sumner county spotlight thanks for listening to sumner county spotlight a weekly public affairs program heard each and every sunday right here on whin or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. 
Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight on this Sunday morning here with Jeff Shannon. And we're going to continue our conversation with our Sumner County Road Superintendent, Toby Ellis, here. And, Toby, you've been in office how long now? I've been in office since September 1st, so I'm approaching a year. Ooh, it seems so much longer than that, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. <laughs> well, because you, you just, you're working all the time. Yes. I mean, it's just, you have a nonstop kind of job, and it's pretty much 24 hours it, a day. It is. It's 24 yeah. 7. I get some naps <laughs> occasionally. You know, you get to have all of these roads here in Sumner County you've got to keep watch of. Right. Does the state help you out? Yeah. Governor Lee passed the state aid bill a few months ago and granted $300 million for the counties for the state. So we got 96 counties. And so that's an allotment of about, from what the counties normally get, it's a multiplier of 16. So Sumner County is getting $5.1 million. And I can use that for state aid projects, which make up about 20% of my roadways throughout the county. Nice. So it'll take me probably two to three years to spend that money repaving state aid roads. And what a state aid road is basically is it's a roadway that is connected to a state road. We've got county roads that connect at each end to a state road (laughs) or to a state road and then goes to another state aid road. I'm I'm really excited because they did that to inject, to help the counties. They know every county's behind because what happened years ago is that the asphalt industry and the liquid AC went up, made such a jump and went up in, in cost and price because of oil is that we've never recovered from that. So mm-hmm. everybody's budget was set here to where, hey, we're normally doing 30,000 tons. And then in one year, we went from 30 to 15 because it was a price deal. Right. And wow. so you lost that opportunity to pave a certain amount of roads and then so what's happened you just keep getting further and further behind so the governor and uh william lambert who's our who's one of our champions here Mm, in summer county and he's looking out for us and he was he was one of the main people that that pushed for this and i'm real excited because they're talking about doing something else in another few years, but it'll take about three years to do that. But, man, that's going to make a big difference in Sumner County on some of our main arteries. Now, I'll tell you, when William speaks, people listen. Oh, yes, he's a great guy. Yeah, he really is, and uh, he loves Sumner County, and, you know, we love William. Oh, yes. (laughs) He's doing a great job. Well, and it's good that downtown that they're actually listening to the constituents they are you know the state reps and everybody they're going back with this information and they are taking a listen so i guess that is a good thing it is definitely with all of the the roadways that you have and that you have to take care of do you have like a maybe a priority list of things as as jobs come in do you have some kind of scale that you get to first well we do an evaluation of the rate of the roadways and and actually rate them and in fact, today I just finished the 23-24 roadway paving list. And, and so what we do, we just evaluate the roads. We go and repair and repave the worst roads in the county and then just keep rolling over and, and just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I'm working on, Collier Engineering is helping me develop an evaluation program to where I can put this online to where people can come to our website and click on a map. Okay. And see the roadway ratings, and they're color coded by what rating they have on it. When you click on the road, you can drive the road, see the repairs, what needs to be done, and then you can look down and see the roads that are listed that we're going to pave that year. Okay, and it, and then it's done by science. You know, cause people can see well; these are definitely he's paving the worst roads because they can look at them by the rating. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's something I'm working on. I'm hoping within the next year I'll have. Okay. So we implement it probably in a year or so. Yes, sir. Okay. That's all software based. Yes. Sir. Yeah. So there's a, a, is a lot of that data has to be entered. It does. And, and I used to do that I, when I was, <laughs> and you're going, I'm not doing that. I, I don't have time to do I that. I got people to do that. I, I've got, I don't, I, I have to pay somebody to do that now. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a that's a job right there doing that data. It entry. is, but once we get that, it'll be very user friendly, and the general public will love it. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be a deal to where the cities can look at it. When we're working on a county road, and it and we come right up to the city limits, that's one of the things I talked to you in the past. Is mm-hmm. there's a thousand foot of city street there? You know, we need to work with each other and get the whole road paved. Mm-hmm. And so, the uh, the citizens are the winners in that. Yeah. And I know we talked about Big Station Camp way back. <laughs> yeah. And that debacle that was going on there. And it was right. part of Hendersonville and whatever. And then the fighting going back and forth. But at least it, it, it got repaired. It did. It yeah, did. It was pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, I think one part of it was the county. One part was Galton. One part was <laughs> Hendersonville. <laughs> How does that happen? <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people might be wondering, what are the any projects for road widening? Is anything on slate to be widened? Well, right now with the county, we're just we are really just emphasizing on getting the roads safed up and paved at this mm-hmm. point. We do have some real roads out in the county that we are going to widen. I mean, literally, we got some roads that are. 12 and 14 foot wide and i know you can't imagine that but i can take you to them definitely we have to have some roads uh widened out and get them up to snuff yeah because you get one of those dualies come coming oh, at yeah. you like that you're you're taking up a lot of road and you know you know back in the day a lot of these roads were horse paths they were just basically graveled and horse and buggy and then it's just through the years they, they've been old and chipped and now they're paved and mm-hmm. so probably that'll be a second term type of deal i've got to get these roads as far as the roads being paved i've got to get them to a certain level mm-hmm. because we've got people out there that are that are swerving to miss potholes oh, and yeah. nearly hitting head yeah. on so yeah. that's something i'm the safety of the county is first and foremost to me right now it's very well important. And, and speaking of potholes and we talked about this before that you know these things are, are always a pain in the you know what i guess in, initially what comes to mind for me anyway and i know this is not your issue that's a t dot thing but it's when you get on these entrance ramps and they've patched that one stripe through there so many times it, and you have to drive oh, yeah. over them. It is like, why not just one piece on there? I don't know. The state maintenance crews are, are very shorthanded right now. Mm-hmm. It's one of these things that they'll fix it when they get there to repave it. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, the, all they can do is patch it until it's ready to pave. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I deal with that because I've got actually good county roads that's been paved and the state right away turns into it, and it's rougher than a cob. <laughs> and and they got to run through that to get to my county road. Now, do you get calls about uh, railroad crossings that they think you're handling that? Sometimes, yeah. Uh, and I can assure you, CSX, that's their deal, and they'll I, take their time. Yes, <laughs> and and it's something that we usually give people their phone number and who to contact, and and let them give them a call. Then you go, Whew, got yeah. rid of that one. <laughs> Because that, I mean, that is uh, such an eyesore. And the first one that comes to mind is Winston Hills right there. I mean, that right. is, and, and they've already repaired it once, but I, right. I, I, they didn't, I don't think they did anything, but right. uh, it's one of those things. But li- at least it's not on your plate, so right. that, that's a good thing. Right. 
So what do we have? Um, any any projects coming up? Uh, any events that you're involved with? Or No real events. Okay. It's just basically we're just being consistent, getting the roads paved as fast as we can. You know, I go in and I have to clip the shoulders back, change out all the, the culverts, repair that, and, get, and then patch the roads and then pave them. And so there's a process to it. Centerpoint Road is, is going to get paved this year. It's okay. terrible. Stop 30 road is going to get paved this wow. year. It's terrible. Yeah. And uh, so there's some there's some roads close to you that uh, Jones Lane is another one. I'm just thinking of them as quick as I can. But, I mean, we've got several roads just within a mile of here that are going to get paved that I know right. people have been concerned about for a while. Yeah. So. Well, we've had such a, an influx of new people moving here. We have. So we're having a lot more traffic, a lot right. more population. And we have all these big subdivisions going in, apartments. Well, a lot, you know. more, lot more dump trucks, you know, <laughs> concrete trucks, yeah. things of that nature. And they're running on roads that really weren't designed for heavy truck traffic. Uh, off subject here, uh, you worked with Rogers for years. Uh-huh. So at their property there, are they just carving away at that mountain? Because it just you just see the whole side exposed. Do they? Yeah. Is that where they're getting all that rock? They just keep scratching. Well, down actually, at it? they have stopped. They really? haven't. They haven't went into the mountain over several years. They've expanded the pit down below okay. it and it's went outward. Of course, you don't see that. <laughs> no. But uh, no, the mountain. I, I think they would get shot if the mountain went away. Because I mean, they got to have. You know, they got to have a place to put that star up at Christmas. See, here's what we need to do. We need to make a, a Mount Rushmore with Johnny Cash, Conway Twitty, and we can have those faces engraved. Uh, on. Yeah, would that yeah. that would be a great tourist I, attraction? I don't know if they could do out of limestone, but they might. I don't know. <laughs> wow! All right, we might have to push that, <laughs> but it, it definitely would. But you know, with with Rogers there, they have such a huge property. And, you know, I, and I, but I think a lot of their stuff is underground still. I mean, they're still doing mineral and all that below. They, their pit is kind of, uh, they have an old extort pit that's pretty deep. And then the, basically it's just kind of, uh, it's just expanded outward and it's not as deep. But, uh, I mean, they've got, they've probably got another 30 year supply of rock there. Wow. I always wonder where all that keeps coming from with the, all these houses being built and, you know, they get those big rocks and, you know, I remember when there wasn't a house around it. You know, I can remember probably 25, 30 years ago when they started doing a development. I was like, oh, that that won't ever fly. Nobody wants to live around a quarry. I mean, <laughs> there's houses everywhere, everywhere out there now. That's right. That's right. You know, and I got to, to thinking, and I know we've, we've talked about this before, but there's a, a whole science in how you create that asphalt and all of the, the, the concrete and all of that stuff. So what all the new stuff you have, you have all this new technology and new kinds of, I don't know, things that go in it that make it more durable. Is that correct? That is. The liquid AC, they've, they've got injected modifiers in the liquid AC that helps the ACB extend its life cycle inside with the asphalt. It's kind of the glue that holds everything together. And what happens is you've got an, it's called ADT, average daily traffic rating for each road. And your state roads, like your 386 or Gallatin Pike, it's a hundred plus thousand cars a day, let's mm. just say. And so the modifiers in the liquid AC that they use is at a higher standard because of the heavy daily, sure. every average daily traffic count. Yeah. 
And so when the state is bidding them projects, they make sure that the mixed designs has them. And they're really expensive, too. Let me mm-hmm. tell you, that oil is very expensive. Mm-hmm. But they need it for the road to last longer. Sure. And then when you get on your more uh, rural roads and city streets, you know, the liquid AC. For my county roads, it's the 6422 oil. That's affordable for me to be doing more paving. And then you look at your life cycle anywhere from your 15 to 20-year range. Mm-hmm. And with uh, when you get higher, you've got the 7022, which the state uses like on your Gallatin Road. If you're doing the bypass, the 386, or a heavy state eight, interstate, I-65, it's 7622 oil. It's real expensive. <laughs> and then they have an anti-skid resistant rock in it, a half-inch rock that helps with the stopping power for the car. It's a harder rock. It lasts longer. And so there's there's all kinds of things that go into the, you know, it's like making a cake, all these ingredients, and it, it adds to the value of it. Sure. And it adds to the life of it. Well, sure. Then you take into account the, you know, the, the shrinkage and you go ice cold to super hot right. back and forth. So you have that expansion going on. So it t- takes that into account. Right. You got a guy here that understands all that stuff. That's why you're the, the road superintendent. You're the well, main guy. <laughs> I, I'm, in, I'm really, I guess the best part of my job is meeting people throughout the county mm-hmm. every day. That's, that's the most gratifying thing that I do every day and being able to help people. You know, I tell the crews every day, I said, the citizens aren't the problem. They're the reason. And I'm very thankful, uh, as far as the listeners, if you send in thank you cards and, and emails and stuff, I really appreciate that. That gets passed on oh, sure. to the guys and the crews and they're, I get cards every week saying, you know, they were so professional and they were very understanding and very helpful. And mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. Well, you know what, Toby? We got to keep you around a long time. Well, <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. So when are you coming up again? Uh, you just only got a year. So you got how long now? I got three more years. All for right. This you, term, oh, you're so, good. Uh, yeah. They're yeah. going to love you even more at the end of four. So oh, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. We're talking with Toby Ellis, our Sumner County Road Superintendent right here, doing that, an incredible job here for the county. And, Mr. Toby, thank you so much for coming in. Appreciate hey, it. Hey, thank you for calling, and uh, I'll come anytime. Thank you, Jeff. All right, very good. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of Sumner County Spotlight with Jeff Shannon. Join us again next week for more of Sumner County Spotlight. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.